1: Release prophetic words and examine scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow.
0: Thanks again for joining our conversation.
1: Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast.
0: Welcome back to our podcast. We hope that you're having the best time that you can considering the circumstances of lockdown. However, the good news is that Governor DeSantis of Florida said that we're going to enter into phase one of opening back up next week, mm-hmm. starting Monday. So we're excited about that. Hope that you're having as good a time as you can. I do want to advise you to take this time. and. Uh, Get to know the Lord better during this time. And actually enjoy spending time with your family because sooner or later this is going to pass. And believe it or not, you're going to miss it. You're going to wish that you had taken more advantage of things that you could have been doing during this time frame when you could spend more time with God and the Word. And especially your families, I hear people say all the time I wish I had more time with my family now is your chance amen just enjoy it because this time will pass and it'll go way quicker than you think it will so I want you to 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 enjoy this time and believe that God is going to bless you in the process so um that being said, we want to get right into our our broadcast today. We hope that you're going to enjoy what we have to say. We really want to talk about faith and the power of God in us, signs following. We're going to get into the scripture. And and Lisa, you want to say hello?
1: Hello, everybody. We're glad to be with you today.
0: And we want to start reading in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8.
1: And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give.
0: This is Jesus talking to his disciples, of course, and there are a lot of people that say, well, those were instructions for them, and so it was fine for them, and they actually went out and they actually did what he said. But what about us? Does this apply to us today? Well, we need to see what Jesus had to say to his disciples as it related to the Great Commission in Matthew 28, verse 19, Which says,
1: Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen.
0: I want to go back to that on verse 20 where it says, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. So what he commanded them, he also indirectly commanded us, and and we need to be about the father's business doing exactly what he said so let's go back through it just for a second make sure that we understand heal the sick cleanse Cleanse the the
1: lepers raise the dead cast out demons freely you have received freely give
0: right we're not supposed to be charging for these things when we when we actually go out and we heal the sick cleanse the leper raise the dead and cast out demons and so we, we want to talk about those things this morning because we've seen several of those things now I have to admit we grew up in the church and and saw some of this from time to time. I'd never seen anybody raise the dead, but I, I you know, I heard about it. I read it in the Bible and certainly had, had heard about some people in different locations around the world, like in Africa or somewhere like that, where people had claimed to raise the dead. And we thought that that was pretty interesting. I really never saw that much about uh, casting out demons in the church I grew up in. As a matter of fact, if, if they ever had somebody that did manifest a demon, they usually would usher us out children they wouldn't let us see that right. they'd take us into a different room and and not see those things there wasn't a, a lot of experience that I had but In 19, I think it was 1995 that the Brownsville Revival started in Pensacola. Right. And there was a man named David Hogan who's a missionary actually to, uh, at that time, uh, primarily Mexico. And he's still primarily Mexico, but he does stuff around the world right now.
1: Yes.
0: And David came in and he talked. the school of ministry at that time, he taught on power or faith to raise the dead. I can't remember which it was. But those tapes were, were sent to me by somebody who loves us, and it really impacted us. Well, later on, David and I have developed, and Lisa too, uh, we have developed a relationship with uh, David and Mrs. Hogan. And so they've impacted us. And so you want to talk about what he says as far as a regimen and what they were doing?
1: Yeah, they just are very disciplined in their walk with the Lord and very um, focused on fasting and prayer and worship. And so, um, so
0: those things that that are old fashioned that nobody really wants to. I, I know Jensen Franklin has done quite a bit with fasting and and you know once a year people usually fast, but this was not the typical fasting of the once a year Daniel fast. This was actual close your mouth, which is what fast means, and nothing but water or not even that at different times. Is right. that correct? Yeah,
1: throughout the year too, and um, even as often as his entire team every other day and then um, extended a uh, 40-day fast for his so, entire team. So you're team. telling
0: me that if they were fasting every other day, what you're telling me is they're fasting half a year every year.
1: Right. Um, and yeah, I don't know how often, how many years they did that, but I do know it was, it's a common practice and it's very much um, the norm for them. That's not the exception. Um, and I know that that's one of the things that when you ask him about, their walk or their discipline, and he'll tell you ever and ever again, worship the Lord. It's worship, fasting, prayer, reading the word. and you get you know what do you do? Worship, fast, pray, read the word.
0: right. and the other thing that he does and, and, and it doesn't replace reading the word because he reads a, a great deal, but he also listens to the Bible every day because he told me, he said it's real simple, he said, Faith comes by hearing, hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So he he listens to anywhere from 50 to 100 verses or not 100 verses, 100 chapters a day in the Bible. And just a tremendous, tremendous man of God, which really challenged us. Well, because of that, we begin to believe things. You know, we, be, we begin to believe that healing was possible, and and so we're going to talk about some of the things that we saw.
1: Well, let me just interject there because if you see God moving a particular way in somebody else's life, like David Hogan's, or whoever that that you are impacted by. And we all have that person, and you see God moving um, in their life in such a way. And don't get me wrong, there are special mantles and there are certain anointings that people have, but that is a command given go and as you go, preach, saying, and then he'll. Those are that's a command for all of us to do. When you see that, and you see that God isn't a respecter of persons, and that that command was given to all of us then it kind of takes away your excuse
0: you know one of the things that paul said he said imitate me as i imitate christ so if if you find someone who is having results like you want perhaps the best thing you can do is find out what they're doing and go back and and just mimic whatever they're doing so we we decided that's what we were going to do so i remember we began to fast and pray and worship and read the word, and and listen to the word, and go back over it, and over it, and over it. And, you know, slowly but surely, we had seen, I've always preached faith. I've always believed for healing, and we saw things happening slowly but surely. There was an increase and an uptick in the activity in the realm of heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper cast out demons. Well, we started the, seeing that.
1: Well, one of the things that, that we're trying to convey in this podcast, and we're going to have special guests on here. David is, has, is supposed to be on here with us, as you mentioned, and um, in a few weeks, we're going to have Chris Overstreet, but we're going to have ordinary people, and you're going to get to hear from them where they've experienced miracles. And the reason for that is we're trying to encourage you to go out and pray for people or expect extraordinary things to happen in your life that God wants to move in the everyday lives of the ordinary believer, that where we mess up is we begin to think we have to be this extraordinary person, this extraordinary Christian, this super famous, super mega Christian um, for God to do something. And that is not the case. That He says if we have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, if we will just believe, and, and, and as you pointed out, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and if we stand upon that and we apply the scripture in our life and we believe, and then we add to that faith faith fasting and prayer and worship then we can have and and do the things that god says we can do and then we have to do our part and here's the thing We have to begin to activate that faith by going out and praying for people. And that may mean to begin with a lot of failure.
0: You know, one of the things that you mentioned, and and I think it's so profound, is this this is available for everyone. It's not just for uh, David Hogan or or Benny Hinn or somebody like that. It's actually available to anyone who believes in the name of Jesus. And I I believe that it's time that most people— really start to step up and understand what is going on in their life in the realm of faith and what the ability is, because God is not a respecter of person. However, there does seem to be a reward for diligence and actually seeking after God for specific things. So it's not being a respecter of person. He'll give it to anybody who has the faith to go forward, and of course our broadcast is called Faith Works, and, and we want you to know faith really does work, and, and we want to share a few miracles today and, and possibly next week, too. Uh, we, we want to share some miracles and and let you know some of the things that God has done in our lives, and it was one of those things that, that occasionally somebody would ask us to pray for a headache or something, and, and we'd pray, and they'd say, man, we, I feel better, and it went away, and I feel good. And, you know, I I thought that was really interesting. But at the same time, I wanted to see verifiable miracles that modern medicine would say, this is the way it was before, and this is what happened later on. And so we began to reach and actually— I was taught a long time ago, I forget who told me this, but you, you preach what you reach for. And so when you're reaching in faith, you preach towards those things. And, and as, as as we were seeking God and wanting to see these signs, wonders, and miracles, we started talking about them and just sharing miracles that we would hear of no matter where they came from because realistically, although God uses man, it was God that was doing the miracles, right?
1: Right. So it's, And we're believing for them. These things. So we're evangelists, and we're traveling around, and we're preaching. Um, we had uh, some limited miracles we'd seen ourselves, and like you said, we're drawing from other people's miracles and other people's stories and sharing those. But meanwhile, I have to interject and share this: our faith is so stirred by the things we're hearing and we're listening to um, Brother Hogan and watching his videos, and we're hearing stories about limbs growing back—literally, people without arms and legs verified by doctors looms growing back so we're coming back from somewhere and we're in Stark, Florida do you yeah. remember this? yeah, yeah, yeah and we're stopped by a McDonald's and there is a woman there our kids were with us that had been in an accident or was she born that way? I can't remember But no, she, she had she'd
0: been in an accident an, motorcycle accident okay,
1: yeah she had um, her arm was missing from the elbow down right And we were out in the little playground area. She was there with, I think, her kids. And, you know, of course, our attention, maybe because of what we'd been listening to, was drawn to her arm, trying not to stare. And the Lord was just really speaking to our hearts to pray for her. Well, you know, that's kind of hard because it's you know you don't want to be embarrassed you don't want to be rejected you don't want to embarrass her and it's really a huge step of faith to ask somebody can you pray for their arm to grow back and it seems ridiculous doesn't it challenging it's definitely challenging but how are you ever going to have a miracle like that if you don't step out and you want to, yeah at church that's a little more comfortable because people are there but out in public like that and God really challenged us to not be embarrassed or to or even if it was embarrassing to do it anyway. And so I remember we we asked her, could we pray for her? And, you know, first she was a little taken back, but then I, you know, her eyes filled with tears and she said, yes, you, you can. And we just gathered around her with our kids and, you know, we laid hands on her and we asked the Lord to touch her and to heal her arm and let it grow back. And, you know, we didn't see anything happen. The arm did not grow back in front of us, but she began to cry. And the Lord really touched her heart, and she began to thank us for caring enough to pray for her. And then we were able to minister to her and just assure her how much Jesus loved her. And she, her life was really touched. And, you know, we, we experienced several of those, what you may call failures, nothing happened, Right before we ever experienced some of the bigger miracles. And you're not going to really experience some of the bigger miracles until you experience some of the, the failures and I can remember Heidi Baker telling us this, you remember this. She says, I don't think that I'm a special person per se because I've seen so many miracles. She said I just pray for way more people yeah. than most people do.
0: So the odds go up because sheer number right?
1: No, she says, Of course I'm special in the sense that we're all special in the eyes of God, but but you know, she said I just pray for way more people. Of course I think she's special, she's pretty amazing. But I understand what she means. That to have that uh, statistics say the more people you pray for, then the more is going to be healed. But you've got to be willing to face rejection, to face failure. What if they don't get healed? What if they do?
0: Right. I remember us being in revival in Homosassa Springs with uh, Robin Candy Taylor, and Candy was actually we were, we were right in the middle. Of, matter of fact, that that was a spectacular revival. It was the last revival we actually did before we came off the road to pastor, and it it lasted six weeks and during that time frame candy got bitten by a brown recluse spider and streaks were going up her leg the there was you know a sore that was developing the doctor said you know you you're probably going to lose that foot and i remember we said no that's not going to happen and we just began to to seek heaven and I remember one night opening my, my Bible to Psalms 107.20. You remember that? Yeah. And, and when we did, I had her put her foot on that Bible. And the power of God came into the room, and I've never seen this before. And I don't want to be disrespectful to the Bible by any means. We were just literally standing on the Word of God, and she kept that foot on that Bible. But when the power of God hit her, she began to dance and worship God, and she didn't tear the Bible. And it—I I can't describe to you she what didn't one hurt her, foot. didn't hurt her foot or anything else. Well, she went back to the doctor, and the doctor said. We don't know what's going on, but suddenly the poison seems to be gone. There were red streaks that were going up her leg, and all of a sudden they stopped. They ceased. and Swelling went down. Swelling went down. And I saw her in in Indianapolis. When was that? Uh, About 2017, I think it was. And she said, you know... I've seen so many people that had the same thing and ended up being amputated for, for those things. But God brought a verifiable miracle into my life that night. She said, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. So that was just one of the miracles that we saw. And, of course, that was uh, made us very enthused that God actually cared enough that he would actually do that miracle. See, the the point that we want to make to you is the Bible doesn't say that those kind of activities have ceased, and so I wanted to share that with with Candy. you know during that same time frame, we were going back and forth to different places and actually having revival like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on the backside. But we had a schedule from Sunday to Wednesday. we were in other churches a lot, and so we we were just seeing great things and and when we saw that, that just elevated our faith. And I felt like that was, you know, a profound time in our life when God really started. That's, I think that was a time when we started to see more and more. You know, I'm reminded because we, we actually went to the Clearwater Countryside Cathedral at that time. I think it's called Harbor Life now. But we were there, and we went in on a Sunday morning. We preached through Wednesday night. We went in on Sunday morning and began to preach faith in that service and faith about being healed And so we didn't really know what all was going on. We prayed for people. The altars filled up when we gave the altar call for people who needed prayer for uh, sickness and that. And we went around. We just prayed for people. Well, I told the people during that service that, you know, I wasn't. Going to, I I didn't care what was wrong with them. I didn't need to know what was wrong with them. God would take care of it. And I remember there was these three guys that stood together, and the only reason I do is because one of them's name was Kenny, which my name's Ken. So I I remember that vividly, and he said, Brother, I I need prayer, and we need prayer, but we really don't want people to know what we need prayer for. I said, That's no problem. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Lay my hands on them. Now, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel lightning and thunder. I didn't, you know, they didn't fall on the floor. There was no big exchange. There was there you know, none of that went on. I didn't feel like, man, the power has just been discharged. But evidently it was because I got a phone call later from the pastor of that church and he said this, it's the greatest miracle that I ever saw. And I said, Well please, I'm into miracles, tell me what it was. He said, you remember these people? And and I said, yeah. He said, the one brother's name was Kenny. I said, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. He said, well, they were from Red Ribbon. I said, I have no idea what that means. And Red Ribbon was, at that time, a place that specialized in taking people with AIDS and trying to treat them. If you remember, HIV and AIDS was, it was like a death sentence. He said, and the man named Kenny, he said he had not only AIDS, but he had tumors throughout his body and throughout his head. And they had given him two weeks to live. And he had come down from New York, I believe, and was there to die because he didn't want to die in front of his family. And so uh, Pastor John went on to tell me, he said, it was the greatest miracle I ever saw. So, So what happened? He said, well, Evidently, when you prayed for them, God reached down and touched them and healed them because they went back to Red Ribbon, this medical facility, and when they did, they did blood work on them. And when they did the blood work, they said, uh, "You know, something's wrong. We, we've obviously messed up your blood work, and so we're going to have to do it again." Well, they they did the same thing three different times, and then they they took Kenny who had these tumors. And they also did MRIs over and over again. They said the same thing. Something's wrong with our equipment. No, what had happened was God had eradicated the AIDS, and their viral counts, which had been over 500,000, were down in normal ranges. And then also the amazing thing that that took place was, Kenny, those tumors that had been all through his body and through his head were completely gone, and they could find no evidence of them. Whatsoever, and they said, "Well, we really don't know what happened. It must be the cocktail that we've given you that has eradicated all this." I know what happened. That's right. Jesus took stripes on his body two thousand years yes. ago, so Kenny could be healed. Yes, and so we, this is just one one more miracle that we saw, and it, it, it began to build our faith in in such a great magnitude. Of course, now we're Pentecostal, which we base, you know, a lot of. Our theology in the book of Acts and we we literally take something serious like Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost ends of the earth and so we Began to see that we had the power that God had given us. He will give it to you as well so that these things can begin to take place in your life as well. One of the things the Bible tells us is going to all the world. One of the things we do is we go in, we've been going to prisons for over 20 years. And one of the prisons we went into was in Laudie which is just outside of Stark, Florida. Right. And as we were there, we had a, a Jewish brother, actually, named Ralph, who came in. And Richard Vickers and I have been ministering together for a long time. And we were there, and we were preaching one night, and we preached about healing during that service. Brother Ralph played the keyboard for us, and he had been—he had— uh I believe it was liver cancer that the the, the doctor yes. said that he had and that he was expected to die and and so we just simply prayed for him and when we did it was it was an amazing thing because we laid hands on him and right about the area of the liver. And what he testified, this is his testimony, not mine. But his testimony was, he said, when you reach your hand out, and specifically Brother Ridge I, I put my hand on his head, anointed him with oil, and Brother Rick put his hand right over his liver. He said, when you put your hand up against my skin, another hand came out and went in. And did something inside of me. And he said, and and all of a sudden he, he started popping out with this, this uh sweat that was unusual. And he said it was the poison that was in there that was coming out. And while we were there, and he went back and was verified that he was clear. And that the cancer had been completely eradicated in his body, and so these things began to happen time and time and time again. And so, and it's not isolated to just me, no. uh, but my wife has experienced things just like that. And and we we've done meetings for years called Women Warriors of God, and and Lord knows there's just been so many miracles there. And then also as we pastored, so so do you have one you want to share?
1: So I, I can remember a time when we were pastoring and we were having actually a special service and we had a lot of guests in um, and there were guests that we didn't you know people we didn't know were there that day so we gave the altar call and this lady and what I found out later was her mother came down and I recognized that the lady or realized the lady had on um, a hearing aid and so the daughter motioned for me to pray for the mom so I laid hands on the ear that had the hearing aid in and just began to speak over that ear. You know, there's so many stories in the Bible of Jesus opening up the deaf ears and speaking to the mute, and they would begin to speak. So, you know, he said, these things that I do, greater things shall you do. So we take that literally believing that if Jesus opened deaf ears, that we should be able to open deaf ears. So, you know, in the name of Jesus, I just prayed over our ears and commanded the deafness to leave. So just went down the line and kept on praying for people and didn't think anything else about it. And we went to lunch. And later on that afternoon, we got a phone call. Well, the lady that was there with her mom, come to find out, the the lady had the hearing aid in the opposite ear. The, she had a really bad ear infection. And um, so she had the hearing aid in the, in the other ear. But anyway, she was sitting at home watching TV and uh, the daughter had gone, I guess, to, to the supermarket to get some food and come home and saw her mom sitting with the hearing aid out on the table watching TV. And so she said she kind of just tiptoed up to the mom and knelt down and said, whispered, 1, two, three, four, five. And the mom whirled around and looked at her and yelled back, 6, 10. And she said she jumped up out of the chair and they grabbed each other and just started screaming and shouting and jumping up and down and she realized that she could hear out of both ears completely so they called us rejoicing that the Lord had healed both of her ears she had a severe ear infection in one ear and the other ear she was completely deaf in and it was just an amazing miracle of what God had done and she could completely heal Hear. they didn't realize it even until she got home sometimes a miracle is right there in front of you sometimes it's later that you find out and you know our, our response Responsibility is not to worry about when it happens. Um, of course, you like the um, confirmation, right? That moment, you know, you like, to, it feels good to know, wow, I prayed for them and, and they were healed right then. But our responsibility is to pray and believe and, and just go on. And sometimes you get the confirmation, sometimes you don't. But our responsibility is to pray, like Jesus said, to go forward and do the works that he did.
0: So we hope today that we've encouraged you that you can actually do these signs, wonders and miracles too. We're not through with this by any stretch of the imagination. But we we want to respect your time. So come back next week, and we're going to talk about this same subject again. And we're going to just share a few more miracles because we want you to get the point that God still works this way and He can use you to do it. right? Thank you for being with us. Do you have any words that you want to give today? I
1: just want to encourage them to, during this season especially, and we feel like as we move closer to the coming of the Lord, we're going to see more signs, wonders, and miracles. We're living in an atmosphere where we're going to see more and more of the supernatural. So it's your opportunity right now to walk in the supernatural like you have never walked in it before. And God is looking for some believers who will stretch their faith and stretch their obedience and step out and do some miraculous things and the world is waiting and and the atmosphere is primed for that and the Bible says creation is waiting for the sons of God to step up and be the sons of God and to be the light and to be what what God has created us to be so now is your time to shine and to let God move through you with his power so don't be afraid You know, faith does work. We know that it's that we do know that it's by grace that we are saved. So don't ever think that we're saying that that it is um, works that saves you. It is an act of grace. But we also know that faith without works is dead and that faith does work. Your faith in God works. The faith of God works in every situation. So we would encourage you today to let your faith work and get out there and do great exploits this week.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at KenAndLisaHenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth.
1: You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.